The Latter-day Lives podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 104 of the Latter-day Lives podcast. My name is Sean Rapier. I am your host. Uh, this week, we have three new reviewers we want to thank right up front. Again, we love our reviewers. We appreciate it. It sure helps other people to find the show. Uh, this week, we want to thank Susabelle57, DP Utah, and Seven Wallies, all for leaving us five-star reviews on iTunes podcasts. Thank you so much. We appreciate the kind words. And before we get into the conversation this week, I also want to personally and publicly thank a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine, John Dye. John has been on the show before with his uh, wonderful wife. You can go back and hear that back in the archives. But John is just one of these connected guys who just seems to know everybody and is always looking to help. He's always looking to connect me with people I may not know. And this week, he came through again, and, and I just love John. It's people like that who just make the world a better place. Uh, this week in the conversation, my guest, Kate Lee, is a just shiny, happy person. Everything about her, just it brought so much joy to meet her. She's so much fun to talk to. You will love this conversation as we talk about her journey to becoming a professional artist. Just a great soul. And this week in my Latter-day life, I'll tell you about a ray of sunshine at the Long Beach Airport this week. It's all coming up. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's conversation. And today, here in the Latter-day Live studio, it is my pleasure to have an artist, not just an artist, but a Deseret Book official <laughs> artist who does such amazing work. Kate Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I am so excited. We've we've talked, I fanboyed out a little bit at the beginning <laughs> because I am a huge, huge fan. And I need to thank our listener, Brian Maples, for making the suggestion. That's why right. we're together. You've known Hi, Brian. Brian's family yeah, for a long forever. time. Forever. I grew up with their family. His older brother, Dave, was my age and so just fun. a good family. See, we try to take listener suggestions right? seriously. <laughs> and that's why we're able to sit and talk today. And we're going to get into your artwork because I have so many questions. Okay. I just love it. But first of all, let's hear a little bit about you. Where are you from? And tell us a little bit about growing up. Okay. So I actually am from Utah. I'm from, it was Hunter when I was a kid. Hunter. Hunter Where is Hunter, Utah? Utah? It's West Valley City. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think it it was Hunter when I was a little, little kid. And then it changed to West Valley when I was still a little kid. So, um, but yeah, I grew up out there. I'm number four of six kids. And we lived in the middle of a bunch of fields. I don't know how many acres, maybe like 92-ish acres, but our house was in the middle of them. And we grew up on farm. I don't know. It was dirt. And <laughs> and I think that breeds creativity, don't you? Right? Did yeah. you come up with a bunch of games? Oh my gosh. Yes, we did. Well, because they were just, there were just fields everywhere. And so my little sister, my little brother and I would go out and we would play and we were dirty and we would do all kinds. <laughs> we had huts everywhere. We There was a pond that we'd go swimming in. It was really, it was fun. So... What you're describing is so, it just feels like it's gone now. It is. You know, yeah, what yeah. a great way to grow up. We used yeah. to go visit my grandparents 
kind of lived out in the country and it yeah. was like that. And you're forced to be creative. Well, you have to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we liked our TV shows. Of course we did. Of course. Like TGI Friday, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. I we had a lot of fun outside and being in the mud. And awesome. The dirt and awesome. Yeah. And were you raised in the church? You yes. find it later? Mm-hmm. That's no, we awesome. were raised in the church. So, yeah. So, obviously, the big theme is art. Mm-hmm. Were you artistic as a kid? You must have been, Forever. Right? Yes. Yes, I've always. always. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm so jealous of oh, that. Oh, no. It's, it's the only thing I was good at, like the only thing I could do. But um, I would get in trouble. I remember getting in trouble in kindergarten because I would draw too much. And my teacher would encourage me to work, but then I would just draw because it was more interesting to me. So, and I was better at it. So I t- stuck with that. Did but. you, did you always have a style? You have a very, I think a very specific style now. Thank you. I feel like I know your work well enough that I could go, ah, that's a Kate Lee piece <laughs> right there. Did you kind of always have that style or did you develop it over time? Um, it was developed over time. So I yeah. started, I wanted to be a cartoonist actually. Um, in eighth grade, they gave us these papers of what do you want to be when you grow up and cartoonist. That's what I wanted to be. Um, and I did that for a really long time until my husband and I got married. And then I met a couple in our student ward up in Logan. And they were both, their names are Trent and Laura Jean Goodmanson, both amazing artists, amazing. Mm. And their style, he was more of a, um, impress- how do you say that, impressionist? Impressionist. Yeah, yeah. like Monet. And- yeah. Anyway, his their style, they just inspired me. I wanted to be like, I always wanted to paint like that, but I never felt like I could paint like that. So I never really tried. Mm. And so then I started hanging out with them and in their studio and I'd watch them and I was like, I want to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. And so that's when I started switching from cartooning to more of a realistic, um, Christ-centered focus, you know, so. So in high school, did you pursue cartooning? Like, were you in yearbook or how did you... Did you use your art or was it more of just a doodler? No, I mean both, yes. Yeah. But I wasn't in the paper there at the high school, but I did. I made comics. They were called Lumpies. <laughs> Lumpies? Yes. <laughs> was that they the name of the character? That was the name. Yeah, and they had a whole Lumpy. bunch of different little characters and we would... It was more... Um, who's the artist that did... Oh, and I can't even remember... Not Jim Davis, not Garfield, but um, anyway, it was like a the far side. Far side, that's oh, what it yeah. is. Yeah, Larson. Larson, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, super inspired by him. I just one frame comics, and I that's what I wanted to do. You know, do you still have some of those? I do. I have all of them. Oh, you got to publish the Lumpy book now. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I thought about posting them on my Instagram, but okay, maybe this I will. is a challenge now. Now I got to challenge you because I okay. want to see them. Okay, yeah, you got to put it up on okay. your Instagram. I'll put it on my Instagram. Lumpy, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, awesome. so. But on my mission, I was on the mission paper with my, I tried to do like scripture comment, com, comics and different things. Where'd like you that. serve your mission? Uh, London, England. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How I love London. Me too. Spent a lot of time there. Beautiful place. Right? Yeah. How was your mission? Good. Hard, but good. Yeah. Was, London's a tough place. Yeah. No, it was good though. I feel like I needed that I needed, because it if it was too easy, then I wouldn't have been as dedicated. Mm-hmm. I think me knowing me personally, but it was really, it was good. It changed me. I feel like my mission was what, um, when my life really started to come alive. Like, yeah. I feel like before my mission, I was just walking through life. I was a little aimless. I didn't really have a major direction. And then when I started, served my mission, got on there. It just was, that's when I started to understand what I wanted out of my life. And so, yeah, 
mission. That's what a mission's there for. Right? So you kept drawing all through your mission. Completely. Loved it. Yeah. Did you draw for companions? I did. I, there's, if you're out there and you're listening, show your pictures that I drew for you guys, but comics for them where I did like caricatures of some of my companions. I would do drawings for some of our investigators because they knew that I liked it. And so. You know so what fun. I love about this is I, I kind of think that we, we tend to think of talents in the church, in a bit of a box. Right. Like when you're on a mission, you sing to people maybe, or you right. give service, or you do a certain number of things. But right. if drawing is your talent, right? I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah, yeah. I had a Thank companion you. who, I remember one day we were talking about Sting, and he drew this amazing oh, geez, picture that's of Sting. Awesome. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even know you had this talent. Right, and right. So, <laughs> Well, that's great. I'm sure it helped you to connect with uh, with companions that way. I hope so. I think it did. I hope they felt the same way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so neat. Thank you. So you get home from your mission. Where'd you go from there? Um. Well, home. <laughs> yeah. No, I went to... Back to West Valley? Back to West Valley. Yeah. Yep. And I started school at Salt Lake Community. I really wanted to like get my generals done at Salt Lake Community and then move to Colorado or San Francisco and go to an art school there. Mm. And that was the plan. I didn't want to get married right away. I wanted to pursue art. Do you, do you have a little bit of that artist free spirit? Oh, completely. Because I hear what you're talking about. I want to go to Colorado or San Francisco. Yes. That's pretty. Wanted uh, to play. Yeah. But that, in a responsible way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that in a very church way. But right. those two, those are two places that it's, you know. Just beautiful. Free spirited, beautiful. Yeah. 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 And that's. That's what artists do. Right. I'm hearing that you really have the artist's soul. <laughs> That's which I good. Think is so cool. I feel like I have it too. I call it a hippie soul. So <laughs> it's awesome. So you wanted to go to Denver or, or I mean to uh, Colorado or to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Where did you end up going? Salt Lake Community College. Yeah, Salt Lake <laughs> Community College. Because it was inexpensive and yeah. it was easy to get. Like I wanted to have it happen right away, yeah. you know, and so and that was easy to make it happen right away. Awesome. So, yeah, it was good. It was really good. I only got a semester. And like I said, I didn't really want to get married right away. I had this dream to get my art school done, you know, and, and then um, my husband <laughs> came into the picture really fast. And we got married really soon after I met. Well, and I already knew him, actually. Do you want to hear the story of how I met yes, my husband? Yes, tell us the whole story. He's so great. Okay, his name is Mike. Um, he was actually my zone leader on my mission. Awesome. And so yeah, we awesome. met in Watford, England. He was... He came in and he was the new zone leader that came in and that moves. And our um, current zone leader, he's like, well, this is, this is elderly, you know? And the first thing he said to us, instead of saying, hi, it's nice to meet you. He goes, nice to meet you. Let's get to work. You know, he just, (laughs) we were like, okay. But we were really good friends on the mission. And we only served together that, that short time, four and a half months. And then we went to separate parts of the mission and, and I really didn't think I'd ever see him again. And then he went home and moves before me. And then I went home and then we just started hanging out. And then we're like... Is he from Utah? Yeah, he's from yeah. Amalga, Utah. So From where? Amalga. All these towns. How have I never heard of Amalga, it's, Utah? It's like a street long. It's tiny. <laughs> where, where is it geography It's in... It's Cache Valley. Oh, okay. So it's by it's Smithfield. North, it's like yeah. west of Smithfield. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you guys end up dating. Do you, do you get that... 
do when people when you tell people he was my zone leader right all do the people time. do that little look like little, oh mm, yes every single uh-huh. time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. we know it was not like that i promise <laughs> i'm sure it's not but that's got to be so annoying like <sighs> shut up we well, serve <laughs> missions we got home just shut up so that's what mike mike likes to be like oh yeah well, we made out a few times i'm like no we didn't we were good missionaries <laughs> You're probably our 10th guest who <laughs> met their significant other spouse, whatever, on on their mission. So right. I think it's yeah. a very common thing. Yeah. And you know what some of our other guests have told us, and maybe you can tell me it's the same, you have that shared experience right. to draw on. You yeah, know, it's, it's true. I mean, my wife served in Brazil. I served in Chile. We're similar, you know, we yeah. have similar things. Yeah. You guys were in the exact same place. Yeah. How is it at mission reunions? Oh, it's good. We haven't been to one for quite a while, though. But the first one, were people shocked? Like, I think I think the person that was most shocked was our mission president and his wife, (laughs) 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 because Mike was their favorite. (laughs) I don't think I was so much their favorite, but oh, that's funny. But they're like, "Are you sure?" I don't. I don't know if they actually really thought that. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I think they were surprised. But at the but the same time, it fits. Like you just are like. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, kind of, because we're both nerdy. And so it works out really well. (laughs) Did you fight it at first? Did you like, did you say, no, I don't, I'm not getting married. Yes. Mike, back off. Yes, I did. I'm an artist. Yeah, well, okay, for lots of reasons. I had just gotten out of a relationship. So I got home. This is such a long story, but I'll cut it as short as I can. So um, when I left on my mission, there was a guy that, um, he went on his mission, I went on mine, and we were going to like get home from our missions at the same time, and then we we're going to see how that was going to go, right? Mm. But then when I was like three or four months out on my mission, I knew it wasn't right, so I just kind of backed off of that one. But then there was another guy when I got home that wanted to date, and so I kind of tried dating him for like a month, and it was just kind of, I don't know, it was just a shady relationship. It just wasn't... It wasn't right. Yeah. And then, so I was like, forget it, I'm done. And so then I was just going to focus on art. And then Mike comes into the picture and immediately, first it was like, you're my zone leader and that's how I see you, right? And then I see him in person for the first time after our mission. I was like, oh my gosh, he is so cute. And I was like, I'm not supposed to be thinking this. It's all over at that point. Yeah, but I did fight it. I thought this is, um, first he's an elder for my mission. I don't want to marry an elder for my mission. But I did want to focus on art. And then I just, I fell in love with them really quickly. I couldn't fight it. Yeah. So I fought it for like two weeks. And then I was like, you know what? Forget it. (laughs) So fun. Yeah. So please tell me at some point in your marriage that your husband has said to do something and you've said, you're not my zone leader anymore. No. Tell me that has happened. I haven't. That's so funny though. (laughs) You need to, you need to bust that line at some point. I'm going to do that. (laughs) You're not my zone leader. Please don't tell me what to do. That's so funny. Do you know though, the first time he kissed me, I did say, I'm elderly. (laughs) No way. You busted out the elderly. I'm like, elderly, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) Elderly, why are you kissing a sister? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So is your husband an artist? No. Or is this an opposites attract thing? Totally opposites attract. Totally. I wish he was here so you could meet him. Yeah. 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 What does he do? He's an accountant, so... Okay, I don't know if there's more of an opposite to artists than accountants. Right. 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 I mean, it's, but isn't that the great thing? Yeah. Like, that is what I love about marriage is, you know, your kids know who to go to for what. Right. And you bring the different things to your life. Well, Mike's the smart one. Yeah. (laughs) 
I've, I've got one of those marriages also. My Do wife you? is yeah. the very, very smart one. So yeah, I totally get it. So you guys get married. How many children do you have? We have two boys. Awesome. And mm-hmm. how old are they? 13 and 15. Isn't that so, incredible? Yeah. What a time yeah. in life, right? Yeah. It's that, a good stage. I'm really liking the stage. Yeah. But I'm hating it at the same time because I know that they're going to be gone so soon and I don't want that yet. But You'll want it. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. At least my experience. And That's the other good. part of it is they come back. Ooh, yeah. They okay. move back in. That's good. <laughs> Whether you want them to or not. They come back, huh? So... When you get married, and this is what I've seen with a lot of people, especially who pursue the arts, Mm -hmm. when you get married, and especially when that first kid comes, art, whatever your art is, stand-up comedy, music, whatever, goes to the back burner. It does, yeah. Did that happen for you? Mm -hmm. It did. I tried to keep it going um, with Jackson, because we were in Logan with Jackson until he was about a year and a half. Yeah. And so it was... And it was just Jackson, our oldest. And so it was easy when he took a nap. It was easy for me to get my paints out or pencils or whatever and draw. But then when Cooper came along, it was a lot harder to because we've got two kids to juggle. And I only had two, so I can't, you know. Anyway, but it was it was for a long time. But I always say two kids, two hands. Seriously, it that's what matter. it was. Yeah. Well, you can't once, do you, once you've got once you've got two, they outnumber you, and they nap tie schedules the number are of your different. Hands. Yeah, and it just it got really busy. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Totally so, get that. But it was in the back burner for a long time. Did you go to Logan for school? My husband did. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, but we couldn't afford for both of us to go. So. I love Logan. Yeah. What a beautiful place. Oh, it's amazing, huh? Except for trying to get out of there in winter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Winter is... <laughs> trying to leave through Sardine winter Canyon is... when it's yeah. ice and snow. That's yeah. brutal. Yeah. So when did you get serious about art again, I guess? I don't want to say yeah. again. I guess, no, you know, but... it's a good way to say it because it was. It was, it was on the back burner... For a long time. Um, I would say uh, I have to go back a little because I kind of got um, my, my insecurities got the better of me because, mm. you know, I put art in the back burner, raising the boys. And then I started to think, well, I'm just not good enough. Like, I've always felt like I'm just not good enough at art to become the artist that I want to become. So wow. I think that's why I focused on cartooning because it was it wasn't my heart. I wasn't putting my heart. Does that make sense? Yeah, people don't judge cartoons yeah, as art. Right. It is. It's a cartoon. If you cartoon. like it, great. If you don't, whatever. Mm. But if you're putting your heart out there, it was harder for me. So I kind of have always been afraid to share, you know, the real side of me, you know. Did you wrestle with that? Was that something that was like really hard in your soul? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah. did you get through that? Well, I think you just have to take the step. But um, for me, it was just I mean I really did it was insecurities that took over and it was that self-defeat I just I came not good enough and so you put it away um it was when we moved to low so we moved to low or not Logan Layton um about six just over six years ago we moved up Mm. to Layton and that's really when things for me started to change I um there's a lot of other insecurities that I carried with me it wasn't just that I'm not a good artist there was just I'm not a good person I'm not you know I'm not good enough for God I'm not good enough for Anyone really? Which, by the way, I'm not a scriptorian. I don't think those are the fruits of the spirit. Right. Pretty sure that's right. Not the Holy it's Ghost true. <laughs> telling you, but we all feel it, right? Right. We're not right. good enough as parents. We're yeah. not good enough as people. We right. don't deserve God's love. We're not as good as everybody else in our ward, right? In our neighborhood, yeah. And you sit just feeling all those things. Well, and, and after time, after telling yourself that so often, then you just naturally believe it. You don't even have to fight it you know it's yeah. just that's what it is and contrary to all the evidence around you right 
Which is what's so funny. You've got kids telling you you're the greatest mom. Right. You've got a husband saying you're an amazing wife. You've got a ward who just loves you. And, and yet you sit there going, why are you all lying to me? Right. Exactly. That's exactly that what it is. It's just like, thank you for being nice. But you guys don't, you don't yeah. know. If you yeah. only knew me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. really what it was. It's just Ugh. like, I'm going to hide this. And so when we moved to Layton, um, that's when, it just is such a cool story. I had to go get my temple recommend renewed. And so I go in to meet with the state president and all I wanted was to get it renewed. I didn't want to talk about anything else because it just, it was too personal, you know, so I didn't. And so we go in and the interview's done and he, I'm getting ready to stand up and my state president says to me, is there anything else that you want to talk about? And I was like, oh no, I'm good. Thank you so much. You know, I appreciate your time. And he stops me and he says, Sister Lee, is there anything else that you need to talk about? And I just started bawling. Like I just knew that this was a chance for me to talk about, to heal almost. Like this is my opportunity to talk about what I want to talk about or what I need to talk about. And so I just shared with him everything that all my insecurities, everything from my past, all of these things that I've been carrying that I hadn't really shared with anybody. And um, so we started talking and he asked me, he pointed a picture of Christ in his office and he said, what do you think Christ thinks of you? Mm. And I just, of course, just sobbed and sobbed. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't think he loves me. I think that, you know, I will be the last person to be saved because of, you know, this is who I am. I'm just this big failure and I'm not good at anything. I'm going to get emotional. But he, we sat there and we talked for two hours about how, God really, what God really thinks of me and how Christ really thinks, feels about me and, and these things and how I can use the atonement. And it was really hard for me to believe that. But from that um, appointment, we started meeting every week to mm. talk about different things. And, um, and he gave me different assignments as we were talking. And one of the assignments was to paint him a picture. And that's how art came back up. He asked me, he handed me a scripture reference, and he said, I want you to paint me the scripture reference and interpret it however you want, but I want you to paint this for me. And I told him, no, no, I'm not good enough. You need to find a different artist. And he said, he said, no, I think you can do this. I really want you to do it. And so I really, I didn't want to say yes, but I also knew that if I didn't say yes, that I was passing up an opportunity that was being placed in my path. Mm. And so... Um, I took the reference home and I started painting it and it took me nine months to paint this p- picture for him, which normally wow. I, it takes me about two to three hours to paint something. Yeah. So nine months down the road, it was, it was um, painful, <laughs> but it was good because that's really, it taught me to like trust my abilities again, or not again, but to trust my abilities right. for the first time to trust God more to like, you know, it just. It taught me who I was and what I was capable of doing. Oh, my gosh. And so that's when it started. What a beautiful story. Thank I you. love how the church has moved to this effort of ministering. Right. And when I hear you tell that story, that is a stake president who gets it. He is a great guy. He is a guy who Seriously. gets it yeah. and understands what ministering and the one is all about. Mm-hmm. So you painted that picture. Mm-hmm. Where is that picture now? It's in his it's in his home. It's You gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How awesome. Yeah. But that got you back on the road toward where you are now? Yeah, well, it just it opened this door for me. Like mm. it, it it was almost like I 
all that doubt that I felt about myself, like you're not a good artist and you can only do, you're only limited to this, you know, it just like opened this door to no, you can actually paint because I've always wanted to paint Christ centered paintings, like always. Yeah. But I just, you know, like I said, I didn't feel like I was good enough, but that opened the door to like, no, I can. And I actually really want to. And so then I started painting more pictures that were Christ centered. What was the first one after the stake president? Do you remember the first one that was on your own? Like, I'm imagining you on yeah. your own going, okay, now I'm going to really do this. Nobody's I do, yeah. What was the first one? So if you guys, if you get on my Instagram and go to the very, very bottom, scroll to the very bottom, there's one of Mary. Give us your Instagram handle. Um, it's at Kate Lee Art. So it's Kate underscore Lee underscore Art. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go down to the very bottom. Lee is bottom, just L-E-E. Yeah, L-E-E. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a follower. I mean, I follow you on Instagram. Yes. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you do. <laughs> so go down to the bottom. Very bottom. There's one, and I think it's called, I just think it's called Mary, but that was the very mm. first one. And it's just Mary, and she's looking up, and this is this is what I imagined, was that this is the moment when the angel came to her and said, this is your responsibility. This is what you get to do. Christ is coming through you, you know? And so it's her looking up. Um and she's got kind of like this peaceful, I, I don't know, calm smile on her. Just, I don't know how to explain it. Just that she looks very... What made you choose Mary as your first piece? Because I feel like she had to have a lot of courage to go forward with what she was asked to do, you know, kind yeah. of stepping into the dark. And I feel like that's where I was in my life, that I was stepping into the unknown, something I had, I'd always stayed in my box and it was time to step outside of that box. And uh. I felt like... I love that. <laughs> I can hear the passion in your voice too. It's, I mean, that must have been a scary but wonderful experience. So, yeah. so you paint that first. Mm-hmm. This leads to a series of other yeah. paintings that you do. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you stepped way outside the box right? and said, "Okay, I'm going to sell some of this, or I'm going to present it, right. or something"? When did it first go from your studio? To out the world. To <laughs> out to the world. How did that happen? Um, okay, so it was 2016 is when I finally got the courage because I painted the one for my state present in, in 2015. And then in 2016, I told I'd always wanted an art show of my very own, always, but I never ever had the courage, right? And in 2016, I told my husband, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And I was like, just kidding. Like, no, don't, don't support me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're but, supposed to talk me out. Of that's it. <laughs> right. But it was, it was, um, it was in 2016. It was June 2016 that I had my very first art show. And a good friend of mine um, let us use, he worked out at what's it called? The Newport, Freeport, Newport Center. Mm. Anyway, it's in, it's in, I think it's in Layton. Anyway, it was this really industrial, mm. just really cool building that we got to use. And so um, I painted, I think I had like nine different paintings there. And I tried to come up with different ideas. And I scared to death, sent out the invitations through the mail and hoped that people would show up. And I was like sweating did bullets. Did you just mail friends and family? I did, yeah. People said, from Magna, people in Layton. It was just people, anyway, just my friends and... And I was like, okay, if nobody shows up, at least I did something, right? And Oh, that's so great. People came. It was really, it was so scary to put myself out there, but it was really encouraging. And it gave me more, it gave me so much more courage to do more. So it was a cool experience. That is so awesome. And one of the things I love about so many of our guests, and I put you definitely in this category, is that you did it. Thank you. I think that, you know, we have so many of us, and I put myself in this in this same box, there are things I want to do. Right. And I will probably die with those still being things I want to do. Right. <laughs> and you did it. You Thank took you. that next step. So 
before we get into the the next phase, which I want to talk about Deseret right. Book, what advice do you have for people who are sitting there listening right now? And there's going to be at least, I don't know how many listeners who are listening right, and they're yeah. going, oh, that is me. It's me <laughs> right. in sculpting. It's me in Singing sports or, or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I want to pursue that one thing. Right. What advice do you have for them? Because you have, you're on the other side of it. I think that, you know, I know that it's like probably the most, it's just scary. It's a scary thing to step outside of your comfort zone. But the best advice I can give is just do it. Just do it. Just step outside. Like I always think of Nephi when he was asked to build the ship, you Mm. know, in chapter, what is that? Chapter 17 in, in first Nephi. I always think of that and he did it. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine being asked to do that and being like, okay, I'll build a ship. No problem. You know, I think about that and that you just have to do it, but you, what do you have to lose? Right. Yeah. You just, I don't know. I felt like that going with, and I won't bring it up just yet, but with desert book, what do you have to lose? If they say no, it's a no, but you did it. You did something brave. Right. And you can be proud of that. That's so important too. What do you have to lose? Right. We tell ourselves these stories. Right. Uh, some friends, and I refer to that as the committee in our heads. Right. That come up with this. We have met. Right. My In my brain. We have all met, and we yeah. decide you shouldn't do this. Right. But really, what what is it? Somebody's going to say no? You right. hold an art show, and nobody shows up, and you know. Yeah. It doesn't you know, mean, not, it doesn't lessen your, is that the right word to say? It doesn't l- lessen your value? No, not at all. Is that right. the way to That's say that? That's the way to say it. It's, okay. It's not like you have less value because yeah. of it. Yeah, it's trying, and you know, I hear so much from successful people who you at some point you just kind of have to do it. You do. There's no substitute for it. Right. There's no substitute for just doing it. Right. And even like you said, even if you do, know, like nobody showed up with our show. Even if you, and it's not even a fail, but even if you feel like you failed, you haven't failed. Yeah. You did it. You stepped outside of that box or whatever. Yeah, and you, you learn know? for the next time. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly, you're Kately. Renowned artist has her own art show. So All these things is so right. cool. What's the next step? Was Deseret Book the next step after that, or were there steps in between? There were steps in between for sure. Um, so I had that first art show in 2016, and that was really awesome, good experience. And I told my husband I want to do that again next year. So we decided that it would be November of 2017, so I'd have time to get stuff ready. But at this art show, I wanted to be able to extend the invitation to everyone like all like people that followed me on Instagram or just you know everyone and open up that way but also um raise money for like a family because it was November we thought Mm. let's raise money for a family in our ward you know cool so we did that but then from there it was such a fun experience then in the following April of 2018 I had a lot of people ask when are you doing your next show (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh people really like this now it's suddenly a thing yeah now all of a sudden it's like this it was really this is a real thing I think that's so awesome yeah so we did April 2018 and that is when everything changed and led to Deseret Book um so I had this art show and I was calling it the life of Christ art Mm. show and I had seven pieces to go with this show and and the invitation, I put it out on Instagram and just said, "All anybody and everybody is invited. You know, it's at my house. Come and we'll feed you, you know. At was, your house. Yeah, yeah. What a fun way to do that. Yeah, so cool. I have a question because I don't know anything about the art world. I, I could not know less about art. <laughs> I 
not being overly humble, I cannot draw a stick figure to save my life. I, Everyone's my hands that. have sure are can. completely disconnected from any reality. <laughs> it's bad. All right. So me not being an artist at all, uh, when you go to do a show like this, you're not just showing the originals. Right. So how do you figure that out? How do you know I should do this size or I should do these prints or how right. does that all work? So for me, I just, and I think every artist is different. They do it differently. But for me, I just show the originals. And then I always just had like a a order form underneath each painting. So that way I'm not ordering too many prints or, you know, or not enough. And then people can put, I want this many prints and then I can get the right amount. So that's what I like to do is just originals and then they can order their prints. However, I don't, I can't offer prints anymore because it doesn't book. Because it doesn't book. You can't <laughs> right. do your own. Right. Which is a good, good thing. It's a so, great, great thing. But it thing. was a successful show. You felt yeah. like you had this successful show oh, in your home. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Did your sons think, that, like, my mom is the coolest? I hope they did. They must I have hope they did. <laughs> yeah, they must have thought, here are all these people in our house. Right. Well, my youngest son is pretty open about that stuff. And he he's very social. And so he loved it. And so it was fun for him. My older son is much more quiet and reserved. Yeah. And I can't ever get the information out of him. So I don't know. I hope he thought it. I'm sure he did. He sure loved the food. So <laughs> <laughs> so that, uh, so we do the second one. What's next in the art journey? So at the, the April 2018, that is really when it was just such a cool experience. People came and people from my Instagram following came and it was fun to meet them that was my favorite was like I had friends there that I knew and then I made new friends and there was this one um sweet lady that came and we're friends now but we weren't her name is Polly and um she comes up to me after the show as she's leaving and she says have you ever thought about submitting your work to Desert Book and I kind of laughed at her not like in a rude way but like yeah right yeah you sure know? yeah not me that's right I was like there's no way I told I told her I'm not prepared for that kind of rejection. So no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And she said, just think about it. It's just a thought. Just think about it. And then she left. And I was just like, "Um, that was so nice of her. But there's no way. I'm not Greg Olson. There's no way. When you look at the roster of Deseret Book artists. Right. I can imagine it being intimidating. Seriously. Because I'm like, "There's that's not me. That's not my style, you know. But it was two weeks later. So I kind of just kind of, I didn't brushed the thought off, but I just put it, you know, aside. And it was two weeks later that I woke up and I just had the the first thing that I thought of was just think about submitting your work. Mm -hmm. That's all it was. Just think about it. What a great pattern though. Right. Right. And then the whole day and I was like, no, no. And the whole day it was this back and forth. Are you thinking about it? Are you going to do it? And I kept saying, no, I'm not doing that. And then it was about an hour before my kids were coming home from school. And it was like, I think the spirit was sick of me fighting him. Like, seriously, he's like, I am done. I've been telling you all day. And it was this, do it now or you're going to miss out on an opportunity. And that's when I'm like, okay, what do I have to lose? Nothing. You know, if they say again. no. What do you have to lose? Right. And if they said no, then only I know. My 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 family doesn't know. Because I wasn't going to tell Mike. If they said no, then nobody would know but me, Right. <laughs> But people wouldn't unfollow me if I didn't get You and someone at Deseret Book. You're the only two who would know. Right. It's great. And it would just be, I could just tuck it away and move on. But um, so I just thought, I just got on and and you can submit up to four paintings and you have to give like a little bio and like, Mm. you know, that kind of stuff. So I got on and I did that. And um, 
clicked submit and it says, thank you for your submission. Give us two weeks to get back to you. Basically, that's what yeah. it says. And I was like, okay, in two weeks, I will be rejected and I am going to be ready for that. And so I put in my calendar rejection day because I was going to be like, <laughs> I like, if I'm prepared now, it'll be okay. Oh, Kate, anyway. that's so funny. <laughs> it was, I had to be ready, right? Yeah. But um, spoiler alert, rejection day doesn't come. Oh, it didn't come, thankfully. Yeah. But thankfully, but it was like, that was a Monday. And by Wednesday, I got an email back from them really, really quickly got an email back from them. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm not opening that. I know that's a no, because that was way too fast to yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> like, quick rejection. Yeah. There's no way there's good news in two days. Right. And so that's why I was like, I am not going to open it. So I waited like, I don't know, like five or six hours before I had the guts to open it. Because I was like, I, I need my two weeks to be pr- like ready for that. And anyway, so I finally I opened it. And it was just, I just couldn't believe what I was reading. I just... I read it a million times because it was just like, it just said, basically, Kate, thank you so much for your submission. We would love to work with you, you know, and Mm. it went on from there. But I was like, what? What? And so I called Mike and I'm like, you're not going to believe what's happening, you know. And Was Mike a little bit angry that you didn't tell him that you were even submitting? No, (laughs) even a little. He was like, I'm so proud of you. Oh, that's so cool, Kate. Yeah, it's very cool. So then what's the process from there? You... How do you become, you go from we'd love to work with you to we're, you're a Deseret book artist. Right. It's so crazy. Well, it went, it was originally just going to be four paintings. And then I told them it was a part of a seven painting series. And so they're like, well, we'll take all seven. And I was like, awesome. You know, I was like, this is so amazing. And then um, about a week later, they came back and they said, listen, we were going to rip up this contract that we signed. We're going to start something different. We're going to do something different. We want you to come in and we're going to talk to you about what we want to do. So I was really scared. Because it wasn't just with the art director guy. It was. It wasn't with just anyway. It was like with, um, her name is Laurel, and she is their Sherry Dew, who's the boss boss right, man, right. and then Laurel, right? Wow. And I was like, what if she hates What's me? Happening? You know, like what if? And you see, you're still having this doubt, right? Right. After they have already said, we love you. We I want know, to work with you. My fear was they're going to meet me in person. And they'll be like, she is a big nerd. Oh, there is no way. <laughs> We're going to work with her. <laughs> so I was, Oh, that's I was hilarious, Kate. But it was cool. We had this meeting and they're just like, listen, we want it. We have these big plans for you. We love your work and we want to mm. like take it further. Yeah. And so they went from seven to all of my paintings. And so it just has been, I mean, unreal. Like just yeah. nothing I ever imagined. I would, I was telling Mike, one painting would have been so amazing if they would have just taken one painting. Yeah. But Heavenly Father's like, you did something brave. Here you go. Here's a whole bunch of blessings. You're you know? take them all. Yeah. And I, it just was What unexpected. was it like the first time you walked into a Deseret book and saw your painting hanging there for sale? It was, oh, I don't even know how to describe that emotion. It was unreal. I just, I think that, um, I think I cried a lot because I was like, that's my work. Like, that's mine. And But it was really more amazing because my goal from the beginning um so we'll go back to 2017 and that's when I started to because I had the show in 2016 and then in 2017 I thought I'm going to start selling this so I opened up a little shop a little website Mm. that had a shop on it in it anyway and my goal was to um and I it says on my Instagram too but to lift others one painting at a time Mm. I just wanted to be able to have have people feel the spirit or feel lifted you know and so to be able to go into Desert Book and see one of my paintings, not just one, actually 
four of my paintings hanging up. It was just like, this is such a cool, I was just, I felt like I was a missionary again, but in a different way. Yeah. Like, it was so amazing to be able to see that. Were you able to see the joy in the journey now? Yeah. When oh, you yeah. go back to this. For sure. I'm hiding it. You know, I'm hiding what I'm doing to now the world. Right. The world is seeing Kate Lee art. Right. Mean, you can't Which hide is it crazy. Anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy. out there. I think Deseret Book is the pinnacle. I've been blessed to have a couple of DVDs there. And it's oh, fun. Yeah. You go in, you see your picture in there. Right. You go, wow, this is me and people are buying it. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's kind of surreal, right? It, it really is. And my favorite, not because, and I hope this comes out right, not because like, look at me, but that when when you go somewhere and they're like, you're Kate. Oh my gosh. And this is the experience I had with your painting. You know, it's just like, mm. that is the coolest thing. Because There's nothing wrong with that. That well, is... That's the payoff right yeah, there. I mean, what a like, blessing that is. It's so cool. How important has social media been in all this for you? Really? We've talked about Instagram a lot. Right. It's like my go-to. Like, it's super important because people, that's where everybody's at on social media, you know? Yeah. And especially, um, I feel like, I don't know what you, I wouldn't say my target audience. I wouldn't, that's everyone. Yeah. You know, but. I know what you mean. But. I feel like women especially, and I'm not a guy, so I don't know how guys feel, but I feel like women especially struggle with that self-esteem and feeling like they're worth it. Yeah, guys do too. D- yeah. Differently. Yeah, I Very differently. Say, I don't know how guys yeah. experience that, but Very I do know how girls but, feel. But for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that you can reach a lot of people through social media. Yeah. And um, I try and, when I post something, one of my paintings, I try and always leave like a little caption that's uplifting or something because they need to know that they're worth it. When a lot of them don't feel like they are you know and so i feel like it's super it's yeah. critical it is i it's uh, awesome i think you've carved your own space i was telling you before we started recording you have such a unique style you seem to use the most minimal amount of lines thank you and open space we were talking about that before tell me the name of this piece um atonement atonement yeah. mm-hmm. i i uh, you know look go look up all of kate's work but there is a piece called atonement that I will just say that the use of space above the Savior is like nothing I've ever seen. One of the things I love about Deseret Book is they don't tend to step on artists' toes. Right. You kind of own your space, mm-hmm. and then there's someone else who might be very elaborate, someone right. who's very photorealistic. Right. And so it's neat. Have you gotten to meet some of the other Deseret Book artists? I have. Yeah. A few of them. Not very many, but a few of them. Yeah. yeah. What's that like? Really amazing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just cool because we're all sharing. We all have this passion and we're able to share it and to talk about it. And it's just really cool. And it it's funny because we did have an event back in February and we were all, like you say, fangirling, fanboying over each other. And that was just so, it was just fun to be a part of it and to, but to be happy for each other. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, your art sold more than my art. Kind of, it was just like, I'm so happy for you. This is just such a, it was just a cool experience to that is see that. Awesome. Well, if people want to, Find you, they'll follow you. It's Kate underscore Lee mm-hmm. Art. Kate underscore Lee underscore, underscore art. art. Yeah. On Instagram is probably the easiest way to follow you and what you're doing. Right. If they want to buy some of your work, they can go to DeseretBook.com. Right. Or here in Utah, especially. Mm-hmm. And there are other locations, uh, Arizona and, and Idaho. Yeah, all over, actually. Uh, yeah. It's going to, yeah. it's, and this sounds. It's going to be worldwide. That's what I've been told. So it'll be really cool. It's awesome. But if you get on my Instagram, there is a link. It's, it's um, 
what is it? Desbook.com slash Kate Lee. And that takes you right to. Ah, and they can find all of your work there. And we'll be sharing those links on our social media. Yeah. I, Kate, it's such a neat example because I think that so many of us deal with these anxieties and am I good enough and can I do it? Right. And to know that you went through that and here you are, you know, with all of it, I think is just awesome. So I highly encourage our listeners to go check it out. My wife and I are pretty specific in what we like in art. Right. Like I said, we just fell in love with it. We just think it's it's all such beautiful work. So uh, we are going to wrap things up today with the question that we ask all of our guests. Okay. (laughs) I'm excited to hear this from the point of view of an artist, and that's Kate. What does being a member of the church mean to you? Oh, I think that is such a good question. I've really been thinking about it, and I think there's a lot to it. But um, it just means to me that I matter, Mm. you know, that I have a place here, that I have a purpose. And I feel like a lot of us walk around feeling like we're, whether you're in the church or out of the church, I feel like a lot of people walk around wondering, what is my purpose and why am I here? And what do I have to contribute, you know, because the world's so big and there's so many of us. Um, But for me, it gives me understanding of what my purpose is and what I can do, even though it could be the smallest thing, it's, it's making a difference for someone. Um, with my art, I feel like I'm able to share my passion, but, but my testimony, um, and who I am with those around me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So I just, it gives me a purpose and I know that I'm one in a billion but it, it, there is a purpose there. That is awesome. She is an artist, a Desra Book exclusive artist, <laughs> and a mother and a wife and a great daughter of God. Kate, thank, thank you. you so much for sharing your Latter-day life with us. Thank we appreciate you. it. And my special thanks to Kate Lee. It was so fun to sit down and talk to her. We had a great, great time. She is a truly special soul, and I mean it. When I say I love her art, and I don't love all art. You know, art is subjective. Her art really speaks to me, and you should definitely go check it out. Uh, This week in my Latter-day life, I was in Southern California, as I often am, and I was getting ready to fly home. I was uh, in Long Beach. I was flying out of the Long Beach airport. That is my favorite airport, probably in the country, because it's so quick to get in and out. Uh, of the airports, just a smaller one. But I was running late that morning. And, you know, it's one of those airports. There are some airports in the country. You really do have to get there two or three hours early. Long Beach, I can get there even 45 minutes before my flight, maybe an hour, even if I'm checking a bag. And it's really not a problem. It's a quick airport. But I was running late, and I was kind of in my own mind that morning. I woke up with a a big list of things I needed to do that day. And and my head was down. I was just needed to get on my plane. And as I pulled in my rental car, a young woman uh, came out to check in the car and she had this big old smile and she said, Hey, how are you? And I said, great, thanks. Great. And I'm rushing, you know, and I'm barely paying attention to her at all as she checks out the car and she says, how's your trip been? And I said, yes, fine, thanks, fine, yeah, good. You know, just hurry up and give me the receipt and I need to go. And she stopped for a second. She said, what made this a good trip? And I had to stop and think. And and that question threw me off so much. And I stopped and I said, well, I got a lot of good business done. I saw an old friend. 
it was just a good trip. And she said, isn't that wonderful? And now you're heading into a Labor Day weekend. Isn't that great? Do you have big plans for Labor Day? And she was so just excited to talk. And I finally realized, you know what? I've got an extra five minutes. And so I stopped moving around and I told her what we were doing for Labor Day. And I asked her what she was doing and she told me. And I asked her how long she had worked there. And we stood there for a good four or five minutes. And her smile was infectious and her laugh was fantastic. And all of a sudden I realized I am a human being again. And it was almost like she saw that I was in this mode, this business mode of got to get to the airport, got to get moving. And she took the time to remind me that I'm human. And the funniest part was at the very end, I said, can I just tell you, you are a ray of sunshine. And she started laughing and she said, and I don't even have my badge on. I said, what do you mean? She said, you know, my name is Ray. And I started laughing and I said, Ray, that is the most perfect name ever. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. She said, have a wonderful trip. And I was off. You know, there are a few lessons there. First of all, we should never be too busy for people. And I was that morning and that was on me. Fortunately, Ray saw past it and she made it her mission to make someone smile. And I get the feeling that there are a lot of happy people that pull in and out of Long Beach when they get to meet Ray. We can all be like Ray. We can all take that time to make someone feel just a little bit happier, a little more important. She really is a ray of sunshine, and that's what's happening this week in my Latter-day life. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you think to leave us a review, gosh, it means the world to us. And if you know someone who would enjoy the show, please share this with them. Uh, We've got some great guests coming up you will definitely not want to miss. And so until we meet again, please remember as always, there is a great big beautiful world out there. So go be in it, just not of it. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 